This podcast contains some magical adult language. Listener discretion is advised. And sorry, Mom. Welcome, rat bastards, to Rat Castle, a progressive chat about Disney magic sans pixie dust. I'm Dave, <laughs> Uncle Dave, you can call me tonight, Uncle, Uncle Dave, and with me today are Nathan. Oh, hello, Uncle Dave, Unky Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah. Hi, Dave. Hi, and Victoria. Hello, Uncle Dave. Can I have my <laughs> And uh, unfortunately, Janine is not with us. She is flying home from Norway. I cannot wait to hear about that trip. That sounds amazing. I know. Doesn't that sound so good? Yeah. She, she looks like uh, she's like in a winter wonderland up there. It's yeah. so pretty. Still? In no, June? Like, <laughs> no, well, it was. <laughs> it was. But it looks like it, it looks beautiful. Yeah, it looks gorgeous, right? I just want to go to those hot springs that they those blue lagoon things that you always see where you cover yourself in the in the salt mud. Mm-hmm. Yes. That is one anyway. way of doing it. You know what I would say though is she is not the first to pass that way, nor shall she be the last. Um, oh, back <laughs> over the falls. <laughs> Nice. That was, a, that was a good deep cut there, Nathan. Thank that was you. Nice. That was nicely, done. nicely done. And then we splash down next to uh, an oil rig and we're mm-hmm. done. Um, so I am sorry for missing last week. I was cheating on y'all with another podcast. Oh. Um, but we are podcast polyamorous here, so we just have to discuss <laughs> it and work through it. Yeah. Uh, I was on the annual pass. If you guys don't follow annual pass on uh, the rooster teeth network, you should give them a listen. Jack and Jeff are so much fun. And I had a great time with them in Orlando and they gave us a really nice shout out in their show. So return the favor. They're a wonderful, wonderful podcast that we love. Yes. Um, They were, they were great to meet because I was, I was, I, of course, as uh, our audience knows, uh, I wrote cosmic rewind with you. Uh, with uh, Jack and his wife, and and they're just such a great crew, and they have a yeah. great fan base, and it was it was fun to hang out with those guys. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna have more collabs with them. They're a lot of fun. Yes, please. All righty, let's let us start with uh, Disney World. Uh, first bit of news is coming about um, Princess and the Frog replacement. Um, and at uh, Disneyland and Magic Kingdom, and uh, and yes, so uh, I guess it was announced um, by Anika Noni Rose, who plays Tiana, um, and announced it at an event and on her socials. And Disney, I guess, responded and confirmed that 2024 is the date that we should be looking for those redos of Splash Mountain into a Princess and the Frog experience. Is that what y'all heard? Well, Disney made a statement shortly after and said that's, um, they're not confirming or denying the timeline. <laughs> okay. Mm. All right. but, when are, so, but when are they giving us new information, Victoria? That's, I think, impor- important as well. Um, they said they're going to do it at the Essence Festival from June 30th to July 3rd, and it's in New Orleans. Yeah. Interesting. That's a what? That's a perfect place to announce it. I think that will get a lot of good, uh, good feedback. 
I wonder where she got 2024 from then, because was that the original thing and they just backtracked? You know, I bet it's I bet it's from scheduling her voiceover sessions and maybe she mm. wasn't supposed to talk about it. Who knows? But, um, you know, she's uh, uh, going to be their bread and butter for that ride. So I'm sure it's like, oh, well, cat's out of the bag. Let's uh, <laughs> they, maybe they were going to announce it and they allowed her to tease it. Who knows? I don't know, because as we have seen any voice is replaceable if you've ridden Cosmic Rewind because yeah. you can be oh, you can be a discount rocket any day. Oh, it's discount okay. rocket, discount, discount rocket, rocket was... who sounds just like Columbo for some reason. <laughs> oh, it's a lovely house. Uh, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Yeah, I do one was... more thing. One, one more one, thing. One more, one more thing. One more. Oh, that was uh, yeah. That was a that was a choice. Yeah, that was a so choice. anyway, but. You know, they get, this happens all the time. I feel like actors say stuff and they were told things because it seems unless I'm wrong. Dave, and Dave, well, you would be the industry in pro of, of us uh, chuckleheads. So you tell us <laughs> 2024 seems like an extremely fast schedule to get something done. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, it, it, unless they have been, there's a lot more going on inside that they've already been doing. Right. Because they sort of announced it over the pandemic right wasn't announced in like late 2020 early 21 yeah Yeah. something like that um but the thing is like when it came to guardians of the galaxy um for the refurb for um god why am i blinking for (laughs) for dca like when they did that that was like yes mission breakout it was within six months of like once they closed the hollywood tower and then once they opened that back up so like is it possible uh no, like that they could, because like, that's, do it that quick? that's not a water ride. Water's weird. Mm. Water, you got to do a lot of yeah. composed to, uh, you know, adding some screens and some decor. And and I rode Splash Mountain a couple weeks ago and just thinking through it. And I was like, they got a There's a lot they're going to have to do. Just just like not even retheme, but sort of just upkeep because they're going to want to start this thing fresh. And so they're going to, I assume, gut some elements and re, you know, they do that every February or something anyway, but I think they're going to give those rides a real cleanup before they even do any retheming. And that could take a long time too. So uh, how long did the frozen redo take? Ooh, that's a small ride. Smaller, right. A smaller footprint. With water rides, with this is a little inside baseball. With water rides, the, the complexity for water rides comes with how many levels of water management. Meaning, is it all at one level, like at a Six Flags park, or is it two or three or four? And both star, both uh, Splash Mountains, I think, have something like six. So yeah. there's different different tables basically where they have to cycle the water to at different heights, and that is ridiculously complex. Um, like. For for comparison, with the the Flintstones one we did at Abu Dhabi had two. It was one on the ground and one on the second floor, and that's it. <laughs> um, uh, so I think that might be, you know, a ride like that. Probably in addition to getting all that refurb, it'd be dumb of them not to go through and like replace all of the tech. Um, you yeah. know, replace giant sections of track. I, I'm sure it's not going to just be what was there because that ride's what forty years old now. Nineties, uh, so. Yeah. It was 92 that it opened. Yeah. 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 89 and 89.90 in Disneyland. So, yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, I mean, I'm excited for it. It has, it's, you know, I'd rather than take the right amount of time. And then, but if 2024 does sound aggressive, so we'll see how yeah. it goes. But anything that stops the complaining fastest 
the stage of of bemoaning Splash Mountain, I'd be that'd be great. <laughs> so they, I feel like if, we'll never get over that. It'll still not. be a thing. I would like to. I would like to just wake up tomorrow and they're like, "Well, we did it during the night. It's done." <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> huh? What? <laughs> I'll be kidding? first in line. Yeah, am I kidding case? myself? They're going to sell so much farewell merch. Mm-hmm. You, sure, sure, but but they're going to sell a shit ton of Princess the Frog merch too. So you know. Yeah, that's true. Um, Speaking of merch, Dave. Speaking of merch, mm, guess what month it is, folks? You know, you know as well as I do. Dun, da, da, it's Pride. <laughs> That's this is, can you see the can you see so the happy. joy on my face that it's Pride again? Yeah, you're so excited. Um, Why are you know, we so I, sad? Well, you know what? Oh no, look. we got ourselves a cynical gay here. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's 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 a balance for me. Like I for one, like I, I think there is a way for companies to engage with Pride sure. well. And there's ways that they do it where it's just bandwagoning and 80% of socials and companies are bandwagoning. And it mm-hmm. just comes off as, as insincere. It, you got to put your money where your mouth is. And that's the problem with the Disney stuff that they're doing this year. They've got a, a couple of pride walls. They've got these photo pass lenses. They've got all of this stuff. Even your ticket on your Apple watch and on Apple wallet is going to, they have pride yeah. themes for it. Does it feel, I guess the question is, does it feel like, overcorrection overcompensation for the bullshit they pulled for yeah. the last couple of months i just feel like to commodify identity is like one of the weirdest things to me like even like when we have things during like um black history month when you go into the target and then they have like all the shirts with like people who have passed or like people who have died for the movement or civil rights and like it's just really weird to see stuff like that um and especially like for pride when it comes from disneyland or just disney in general seeing all the things that they've done within the past like few months it just feels like a joke like it's just like oh we're gonna make money off of you guys and um you're gonna take it because you're just gonna be happy with it because it has a rainbow on it and it just sucks i guess that 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 they are giving a uh, a bunch of charities uh, the proceeds from any of the pride merch though right i think yeah it's like 100 percent. i think this time around. yeah so it you know i I think that there is something as sort of, you know, um, empty consumerist uh, 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 protesting that doesn't do anything because we I'm fine with buying that stuff and and supporting them. If only that if people just remember Pride was a riot. And so if you can if you can back up your your beautiful Pride merch that you get from Disney with a little bit of actual activism and support on your own. Great. Then, yeah. then, then, then it evens out. Yeah, I'll be impressed when Disney does Pride merch in Shanghai, but right now yeah. it's like, yeah. you, know, you know, like, like you're going to take a stance, or, or is this just, you know, if yeah. there wasn't a dollar to be made, they wouldn't do it. And I know Disney wasn't going to take a stance when they didn't even talk about the Uyghur genocide. So, like during the whole Mulan production. Yeah. So whatever, like it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's you just care about money at this point. It's capitalism. We all know that. But yeah. but at the same token, I, I you know, I think it, having big, big signs that say pride at a yeah. giant vacation place where a lot of people from from all over this country mm-hmm. and every political stripe go to like, let them protest, let them pout as they walk by it. Fuck yeah. them. Like I on that sense, the visibility part of it, I can't criticize. Right. Yeah. Um, wasn't there this classic uh, quote from Harvey Firestein about like visibility above all when it comes yeah. to that, like that idea uh, that if you're not out there, 
there's it's you know that is something so you're right i mean in the end disney's this massive corporation and they're putting the purple walls got a a pride flag on it right now in tomorrowland which is a big deal so hey and and love victor is back on disney plus and not just on hulu so we won we won joe we did it (laughs) (laughs) i'm I'm just loving disney right now like disney is woke so so conservatives can't go and it's pride month and so like religious bigots can't go and so it's just a really nice park right now i you know it's just just it's just full of great people and and, you know just as the old gay here like i remember when on the when gay day used to be unofficial because it still is technically they do pride month now but gay day started as as a as a as a buyout it used to be a travel company the odyssey travel i hear in california used to do it and buy it out for the evening like any other corporation and then it turned into a a mix-in with regular guests but for a long time disney like would seek out straight couples that dad might be wearing a red shirt and pull them to the side and say can we give you another shirt to wear today if it makes you uncomfortable like the, oh, they used yeah. to, they yeah, they used to yeah. do that. They they they, wow. they they so it's like in my lifetime seeing it go from Disney going la 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 this doesn't happen to here's a pride wall you can post your Instagram like there's there's some net game there even, even yeah. your own experiences with uh, Videopolis when you were talking about that a yep. few podcasts back yeah like, I got kicked out yeah that's crazy kissing a boy. Let's move on. Nathan, a couple of pieces of Epcot news that you have yeah. for us, right? Well, as we all know, Cosmic Rewind is officially open. I wrote it again uh, just this past Tuesday, and it was still good and still lots of fun um, and still a little complicated, um, you know, plot-wise. But whatever. It's still fun. <laughs> um, but in beautiful mm, I'm just just beautiful Disney World fashion just oh it's just classic mm-hmm. Disney World mm-hmm. uh you see when you're at Disneyland um you would open a Guardians of the Galaxy ride and you may say have a Groot meet and greet you know um maybe a Star-Lord meet and greet and of course Epcot has had Groot and or not Groot we've never had Groot but we've had Star-Lord and Gamora before boogieing it out over at the American stage so clearly they're going to open this ride with some sort of Guardians meet and greet right um but it's Disney World baby they thought we could save money let's just get the I can robot we used in Tomorrowland and get someone to do that instead and save a couple dollars so the I can robot was out uh like all last week which of course if you know anything about the I can robot it's sort of like a robot costume on a Segway and it has a screen and it's it very It looks like fun. a transformer. It's yeah, it's very fun <laughs> and very Tomorrowland and not at all Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, but it's also a, a, a thing you can literally go to a website and buy from the corporation. Like, really? Yes. It's just, <laughs> I yeah. Buy one right now. yeah, I mean, it's not, it's guys, there's a human inside. I, I hate to break it to you, oh. um, yeah, right. <laughs> but we don't buy, we don't buy the human. We just buy the costume, but, um, Damn. <laughs> they just, they make robot, um, costumes and, and that, that is a standard they have like a photo of that same model hanging out with Paris Hilton at a party. Like it's, it is the cheapest thing. I mean, it's fine. It's, you don't see it everywhere, you know, but it's a, it's something for Tomorrowland, but this is what they chose for the openings. The ICANN robot was out 
at the Guardians of the Galaxy opening week. I don't know how you botched this, Disney. But then again, I've been to all your anniversaries uh, for the last five years, so I get it. Um, this we just... have a Star-Lord and Gamora in front of Mission Breakout who do a little yeah, show like four every times day. a day. Yeah, we had... We had a Star Lord and a Baby Groot. For... We had a whole show. Yeah, we had yeah. a whole show at Epcot. We had a we yeah. had a Star. It's not like we don't have a Star Lord costume lying around somewhere. I don't know, <laughs> and it's not like we haven't um, f- figured out you the know. legal reasons. So I can't figure yeah. it out. I can't, yeah. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah. But so someone brought up a good point on Twitter. Um, it it kind of has to do with another topic that we have coming up about characters in Disneyland. Um, but they were saying that there's a possibility that there's not as many actors in Orlando to like play those face characters. Like, would you say that that's a possibility? That's definitely a thing that's going on right now. Uh, uh, they're, they're having trouble finding talent. Is that what you're saying? Like now? Yeah, someone, yeah. Um, I know a few people in entertainment right now. They're, they're struggling with finding hmm. people. Right now. Hmm. Yeah. 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 I mean, they booted everybody out and then they all had to go somewhere. Because yeah. it was there wasn't other industry entertainment yeah. around to do anything, yeah. um, so you either waited or you left. So I'm that's not a surprise to me. But uh, again, I, I I guess I'm trying to think if you have the Groot right costume ready to go, you don't matter who's behind it. It's the same with the I can robot. So yeah. there's still no excuse. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not like they they didn't have this ride. They knew it was coming. <laughs> They've been telling me a lot about it. So I you're telling me you can't find a random white guy in all of Florida. <laughs> a random white guy to play Star Lord. Who likes the eighties? White guy who likes the eighties who can pretend to dance like Michael Jackson. Who is slightly, who is slightly disturbingly conservative? Yeah, you can find it in Florida. There's, exactly. there's plenty. <laughs> yeah. So it's and, like, come on, and, Disney. It also came out that the. The the Guardians Omni Coaster was not right. the original idea for this, yes. was it not? So according to uh, D23, there was an interview with D23 with Wyatt Winter, who's an Imagineer. Um, so anyway, Wyatt said, we had the idea for, we didn't even call it an Omni Coaster then, but a coaster that we could turn and rotate you into the show. So that idea, along with the idea for a coaster that was about the Big Bang, a Big Bang singularity kind of going through the cosmos, those were two ideas that were out there. Winter said that then they got a call to put Guardians of the Galaxy in Epcot, and we kind of mashed all those ideas together. Um, I do love that in the sense that um, if you know the history of Epcot, it literally was two parks. Literally, the models were smushed together. Smushed so together, yeah. This is, a, this is pretty standard for Epcot. Um, some people seem to be upset by this. I don't really understand why you would be because I don't – I don't know. I don't think they would have got this off the ground without the IP at this point, but I I don't know. I like that they were thinking about it. I think that they recognized they had to do something, and I do appreciate that the I I kind of like that the whole thing started with the Big Bang, yeah. Opposed to uh, saying, "Well, we have Guardians Galaxy." I don't know the Big Bang. Like at least this comes from the right place or the heart's there. Um, But I feel like it makes it true to Epcot. The fact that it was like science, the Big Bang, and then they thought of the IP afterwards. Yeah. It's, yeah. I, you know, as something we talked about, like, uh, it'd be nice if that was a little more present overall, mm-hmm. that sort of uh, educational aspect in the end. But I don't know. I'm done fighting, like, this battle, especially because I enjoyed it. So, uh, yeah. you know, it's it's just interesting that 
um, I'm excited to hear the, you know, over the years, we'll hear the stories about how this kind of came about and who said what and yeah. who was the executive that made that call and that sort of stuff. And those are always fun. So um, we've been getting, I feel like recently I've been getting lots of leaks and different audio stuff and everything because Disney's been notoriously firing people uh, and people are like, ah, screw it. And so we'll hear those stories eventually. I love retired Imagineers. They'll, they'll tell you anything. Um, so one day. Uh, last but not least, when it comes to uh, the old East Coast, uh, Star Tours uh, is going to, well, apparently all Star Tours, at least Disneyland and, and ours, um, are going to get some new tours coming up. This was announced, of course, during the big Star Wars celebration. Um, recently, we had the Skywalker Rises uh, update uh, that was done. Um, but looks like there's more coming, which makes a lot of sense because there's a lot more Star Wars that's been made since even that. You want Star Wars? Here's some more Star Wars. Here's some more Star Wars. I put some. I put some Star. Yo, I put Star Wars in your Star Wars so you can Star Wars while you Star Wars. Yeah, I hate Wreck It Ralph too, but I do feel a little bit like the bunny shoving the pancakes in my mouth when it comes to Star Wars. Okay. It's like, yes, please, but also her. Um, yeah, sure. Why not more Star Wars? But I think the Mando. big question. Yeah, Mando for sure. I think the big question though is: Is it time to close this ride? Uh, we'll we'll just stick with Hollywood Studios for now and talk about it at a Hollywood Hollywood Studios perspective. Is there is there really a place for a Star Wars ride outside of Galaxy's Edge at this point? No. Mm-hmm. Oh, it 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 can go. It could go. Yeah, I think it one it it sits in a weird spot. I don't think it's like really far from the land, so I just don't like where it is. Um, and I feel like it just it doesn't really fit in anymore. I, 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 no one really goes by that ride as much because they don't even, it's, it's by the Indiana yeah. Show, right? Uh, yeah. It's a quick, yeah. it's always open. You can always go well, on it. There was more traffic when they had that little um, lightsaber training show with the kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it would break my heart. We just hit what the 30th anniversary. Um, yeah. Yeah. It so... opened January 1st, 1987. And I know that because or January 10th, 1987. And I know that because it was my 17th birthday and I was there. <laughs> and it was amazing. It was amazing. Uh, I waited four yeah. hours. I got in line at the train station on Main Street. Yeah. In Disney, oh, in Disneyland. Gosh. That was a that was a, a massive turning point for Disneyland um, yeah. and, and a, a huge deal for Eisner. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I love this ride. But at the same time. Oh boy, simulators feel kind of old now, don't they? Like they feel a little. It's, yeah. it's hard to make it, it, it. There's there's this interesting lingo. I feel like there are certain things that you can do in rides, and then some of those things stop feeling fresh. Like roller coasters are roller coasters, and you can kind of make it work. But simulators, I don't know. It, people are a little more aware now. They have phones. They have VR sets. It's just. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It just doesn't hit the way it used to. And and then of course you advance it. You create Smuggler's Run and you're like, well, that's a simulator, but it's an interactive simulator. Which and... which I would argue that Star Tours is a better ride oh, 100%. than Smuggler's Run. 100%. But it's not an but it's so, such a big advancement especially when once they start adding new missions. Um, yeah, I can't wait for that. I'm mm-hmm. I'm going this weekend and I'm going to try Chewy mode for the first time because I it's figured, really I read how to do it. Yeah. yeah. Um and get both things a quaxium because I need to remember that goddamn break on the yep. left pilot. <laughs> Gotta get it. Um, anyway, um, I, I I mean I'll miss it if it goes, but I won't miss it. Miss it if yeah. you know what I mean. Like it it had a really good run, and the reboot in what was it 2010 when they put in the Adventures Continue, 
um, with digital projection and branching in 3D. Like that was a great upgrade and perfect for the time. And I I don't know, I'll miss it. I'll have I'll have a lot of sads when it goes, but it it will go off into the sunset proudly. You know what I mean? What would you put instead of it? Well, I mean, the, 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 you know, the, 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 the rumor mill, the, the fan rumor mill, at least, thinks, oh, Tomorrowland could be one big Stark Expo, and that becomes the Iron Man experience that is in Hong Kong Disneyland. Yeah, at least for um, Disneyland. At yeah. least for Disneyland. Um, I don't believe that's going to happen. Go watch, go online and look at the ride film, because it's not great. No. Um, oh. it, it really isn't. I hate to say it for my friends who worked on it, uh, but... I think uh, uh, Iron Man can be something a lot better than that. And I don't know if that's the future for, for Tomorrowland. And I don't know if that fixes the Tomorrowland problem. Uh, the, the, the Tomorrowland problem is like a boy, that's a book and a half. Um, that's, a, that's a whole episode. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, but I think you have to do, if you're going to do Marvel, you have to, it's still got to be randomized. People have an expectation now to have a randomized yeah. experience. And yeah, I think right. like if you're going to do random adventures with the, like the Avengers, that's hard to say. Yeah. Random adventures with the Avengers three times fast. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then fine. But uh, yeah, but the, it doesn't a cabin, a cabin based simulator, as you said, is just, it's over and done. It is I unless think. you break off the top and you, you know, you can do, you do interesting things like they did with Storm Rider yeah. uh, in Tokyo, where you have stuff come in, or yeah. you yeah. you have sort of that Simpsons Back to the Future uh, vibe a little bit. Not a big screen, but you know, um, there's a Kennedy Space Center. Oddly enough, has uh, a fairly fun kind of a different simulator, um, but then it opens up. The top opens up, and you see the stars, and and yeah. that was like a kind of a big wow moment. So you have to do something unique, and uh, there's nothing necessarily i guess the randomization was the unique concept and now you gotta find something else i mean i always joke that that they should just make hollywood studios star tours futurama and just do it but (laughs) oh that would be so good yeah Yeah. oh my god you you literally become the delivery service Ah. yeah yeah and it fits great in tomorrowland at disneyland good news everyone good news everyone (laughs) Uh, so, let's speaking know. of which, let's move over to the uh, the West Coast, Sarah. Why uh, not Disneyland? Why uh. not Disneyland? Let's talk about that. Speaking yeah. of Star Wars and Disneyland, big news there. Yes. So more Star Wars talk. Um, so fans <laughs> have noticed a an interesting plot hole in Galaxy's Edge. Um, so recently they added Boba Fett and Fennec Shand. Fennec Shand. Uh, yep. Finnick Shan, thank you. Um, yeah, so they added them over at Disneyland. Um, and with the addition of them, it's kind of weird because they are in a completely different um, timeline. Um, and they come from like completely different episodes where we have current Galaxy's Edge being based off of episode eight and nine. Um, Disney claims that any news, uh, any new Disney Plus Star Wars characters won't interact with previous with the current characters that they have. So you won't see like um, Boba Fett with Chewie like that will just not be a thing. Um, So that has kind of brought on a couple questions about the timeline as well as whether or not it is fair that Disneyland is getting all these new characters and um, Galaxy's Edge (laughs) (laughs) Galaxy's Edge and Orlando is not. Yes, I mean, Scott Trowbridge, it was very carefully worded in the press release on the Disney blog about about how, 
you as a visitor to Batu can get can see multiple stories. The residents of Batu will not, and so yeah. the original timeline will stick around to a certain to a certain effect. I, um, I'm, I had a ton of people like ping me about it. What do you think? You know, the immersive theater part of it. It was they're just chopping it off of the legs, and I was like, actually, I don't think they are i'm an outlier to that i think no, they, that they came in at the knees to begin with <laughs> right exactly that's exactly right had galaxy's edge open with all the entertainment and interactive stuff the fixed timeline might have had a fighting chance but it opened without anything to communicate those stories yeah. so it, mm -hmm. uh, it was as we, we use the waiters swimmers divers uh engagement pyramid in our industry it was all diver no waiter like it yeah. was and it only paid off for people who who like us, frankly, nerds, who are now like it, it's such a shame. It's like, well, no, they're still doing it. You just gotta pay five grand for it. Um, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And 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 like I I commend the intent. And when it was announced, I was like, all right, let's see if this goes. But I think there's a giant purport, giant amount of the audience, giant percentage of the audience who's like, I just want to see a cool Star War. Yeah, I want to see 100%. the thing that I love. Yeah, they don't sign up for a Ren Fair. And then they're just all of a sudden like, you know, bright suns, and you're like, what? Like, and even red fairs allow, you know, yeah, Gallifreyans and 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 Federation <laughs> Star Trek people there too. So, That's true. You know. Yeah, it's a little more, uh, it's even more <laughs> expressive than Gal Galaxy's Edge. It's fine. Who cares? Like, we've seen that Avengers Campus does this, and it's fine, and people are happy because guess yeah. what? Freaking Moon Knight shows up the day after it's on TV. Like, that's amazing. And yeah. that's what everybody yeah. wants. And I get it. And and I think they saw the success of that on social media of, of having those characters in the park as soon as available. And they were and even as simple as Loki having different costumes for his mm -hmm. episodes. I think people were like they realized, oh wow, this is a lot of like really cheap marketing. Um why we, we would walk by this? that Loki and yell at him, Hey variant and he would get yeah. all pissed off. It was really fun. Yeah, I, see, it's fun, and and you can and and you kind of feel in the know if you are watching the content. Yeah. So I I agree. I it would be weird if you know all of a sudden they were, you know, back to dancing to what was the different songs they would dance to on the stages oh, together yeah. and all that. Um, try to think of yeah. examples. Rasputin. I don't think it's yeah. Um, I don't think it's going to be that. It's no, not going to be. And as long as it's not know. that, I think we're fine. It'll be. You know, Boba Fett's going to hang out in, in the marketplace and he's not going to go past the barrier where the ship is for, um, you know, the First Order. And you might yeah. see some of those, uh, you know, I would not be surprised in the future if you see less area specific customizations and stuff. I could see that ship going away and it being more of a standard ship because guess what you have a stage that only one bad guy can come out of right now um and and that's not good so yeah yeah, yeah. like you said who cares like it's gonna happen like those characters are gonna come in contact with each other like they're bound to see each other so it doesn't matter i feel like it's really not that deep if you see your favorite character it is what it is just mm -hmm. go say hi go take a picture um, in terms of Orlando or Disney World, you have all those free characters that are coming out of like the Halcyon that are dressed up. So go oh, take yeah, pictures of them. We have all our them. free characters. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have all our rich people that show up yeah. in costume <laughs> that are dressed up to the nines, apparently. So go take pictures with them. It'll be yeah. fine. You'll Thanks. still get that exclusive experience. Yeah, we're excited. I'm gonna <laughs> go check out. You know, 
uh, Darth Maul in in uh, spirit Halloween makeup. There you <laughs> go. Great. Appreciate it. It's an exclusive experience. Like, that's what you guys wanted. Speaking (laughs) of exclusive experiences that you can no longer have. Uh, (laughs) Big news on the the Magic Key front, right? Yeah. Okay, so Magic Key holders, um, future Magic Key holders, I apologize. Um, Disneyland has paused all sales for all kinds of Magic Keys. Snap. Yes. So a while ago, it was uh, paused for the two, um, the Dream and the Belief Key, but now it is paused for the two lower keys. Um, And there's been a lot of talk about how they're going to be canceling Magic Keys and how they're not coming back and blah, blah, blah. But the only reason that they're only stopping, like that they've finally taken out all of these is because the two bottom keys, you can't even get in for the rest of the summer. So what are you buying them for? Yeah. Um, and they're pausing them. You could still, if you have a magic key, you could still renew it. Like you're still able to purchase one or like renew your existing one, but you just can't yeah. purchase a brand new one. And yeah. in my opinion, I think you should wait to purchase a new one until they get all their stuff together. Yeah. So, you know, it's a, I, I personally have beef with the magic key thing. I hate the reservation system. I hate the, way that they were marketed especially as a dream key holder yeah go <laughs> yeah i'm a dream key holder as well aren't they and I, they're getting sued about yes. this and they're like a civil case because effectively they're blackout dates and yes. you're supposed to have no blackout dates yeah it's just so called something different now they're going through the courts um from the last reports that we've seen there hasn't really been any talk outside of that um yeah but I'm hoping that this is that with them pausing these sales, that they can go back to the drawing board and say, okay, what did we, how did we get it wrong? Let's fix it. Because Disneyland cannot survive without annual pass holders. It's just, it's just not going to happen. So they need to make sure that they are able to like work with us and like be as, I mean, like not to say like magic key holders should be like entitled to entry, but if I'm paying that much money and you're telling me that I'm not going to have reservation, like I'm not going to have blackout yeah. dates. Yeah. Let me in. <laughs> you know? I, I'm I'm of two minds about it because they had to do something. Like it was yeah. it was getting untenable, right? They yeah. they this is a monster they created, not just the genie plus monster, like we exactly. saw in Shape Land, but like the monster <laughs> of a local audience that you that you gave away the gate to for mm-hmm. so many years. And so you have this culture of entitlement in Southern California of I exactly. should be able to pay a hundred bucks and come whenever I want and treat it like a mall. And not that that's bad, but it it is not what the place was built for capacity wise or content wise or, or uh, uh, frankly, profit wise. So, um, it, you know, they had to do something and this was the first attempt. I have no idea where they're going to take it. If it's, they're going to get rid of them entirely. If they just like, if they could double or triple the price, like they do in, you know, like in Japan, the, the annual passes are very expensive and sell out very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but like, I, I don't know, who knows? I mean, I'll say as a lifelong pass holder, I've literally had a pass to Disneyland since 1988 or 89 every year, except for the two years that I lived in Orlando. I am not renewing this year. I, because at the end of the day, it's better for me to buy two or three Costco three packs. Yeah. And just use them whenever I damn well, please than have to worry about, am I going to be able to get a reservation? I have a friend coming in town last minute and he wants to go this weekend and he can get a ticket and I can't go with him. That sucks. So yeah. I, 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 until they sort of fix that problem, I'm not interested in shelling out, you know, close to three grand. Yeah. 
And the, the nice part about having a magic key was, um, or just an annual pass was taking the stress away from going to like Disneyland. So like yep. now that like I have to stress the night before for me to get a reservation and then yeah. all these hacks and cheat codes and videos that are being made so that yeah. you can get a reservation. Like it just, it shouldn't be that way. Um, I agree with everything that you said. I just think that it needs, there needs to be some sort of change, whether they revert back to the old system um, or they get a brand new system. It's just, it's very unsustainable and that's the way that they made it. So it's like, if they made their bed, they better sleep in it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) This is a, this is a giant issue that they need to fix because they, they built a culture around those passes and they can't accommodate that culture anymore. You know? Yeah. Going back to Star Wars for a minute, don't we have some we have some huge, like amazing, crazy number of announcements for <laughs> Star Wars TV shows, right? Yeah. So I don't even I, I can't even count how many shows have been announced or <laughs> what the hell. Billion. Probably a, yeah. a billion light years. I don't know. But like it feels like there's probably a ton of new shows. So I personally don't have any idea about what any of these shows are going to be about or like where they're going or the timeline or whatever. I'm not a huge Star Wars nerd, um, very surface level. So what are your guys' thoughts or if there are any that you're excited about? Um, I am very excited for uh, ah- ah- Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. That's probably like, I'm not actually a huge, I don't know the Clone Wars and Rebels. I've dipped my toe in it, but it's not, it's, you it wasn't formed. that's what i hear and that's what i hear right and i'm hoping that this maybe becomes my gateway for that a little bit to want to go back and watch more of it so that's the that's the top one for me um yeah it's i I think it has to be for me too interestingly enough because of rebels like i like uh, we have uh hera and sabine and chopper coming back uh and most likely because we're getting um, you know, Ezra as well. And it, and it, the thing is, is like Ahsoka's interesting and they've already talked about like, she's looking for Thrawn and like all this stuff has happened in Rebels. And so, um, and that show is so good and so connected to Dave Filoni and he's working on this. Like, I, I, I don't want to say Ahsoka is sort of like a Clone Wars Rebels like next season, but it kind of is like, yeah, it's more that than it's going to be uh, a Mando uh, spinoff because it right. she's been around forever if you've been watching and so right. um, I highly recommend watch Rebels uh, at the very least mm-hmm. um, and and there are great resources out there for Clone Wars especially uh, of like if you want to watch certain arcs mm-hmm. um, whether that be certain villain arcs or like Ahsoka specific episodes and I recommend those quite a bit because those those episodes you know you'll be like in the middle of an amazing Obi Wan like stuff and then and then the next three episodes are like about jar jar and you're like i'm good right like, I don't... right right so and they I mean, stopped doing that but after the first couple seasons but uh it gets less sporadic and, i mean the and other cool. shows like they all sound you know rangers of the new republic and 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 visions you know, was more, interesting more visions i love the first season um, i didn't like it i liked the first no? couple i liked the the ronin episode yeah, that was the weirder, obviously the best one clearly and that's why they started with it and and some of them i was like well, i can see what they're trying yeah. for and other stuff i was like yeah. this is out there uh it's bonkers yeah I, at the same time it was what funny was is i was getting back into matrix because the new movie was coming out um and so i had just watched uh the uh animatrix animatrix yeah, yeah. and that was 
really in in and I think it was bad for visions because I was comparing them and Animatrix is like so well done. Um, yeah. every one yeah. of them is a gem. So yeah, uh, it was fun. I have no issue with there being more visions. I think that's great. And and let little let animators do fun stuff. So that's cool. The other one that that really sounds super cool to me is called the Acolyte. Mm-hmm. It's from the it? creator of Rush, Russian Doll. It's a whodunit in the Star Wars universe that's set during the High Republic era, which, which is Ooh. really awesome. Yeah, that's I loved the games around that, and and I'm uh, I'm very excited to see how they represent that on screen. I just want something outside of the desert. Right. <laughs> that's all I want. <laughs> Let that planet go, please. <laughs> please, please, no more. All righty, um, let's move on. Uh, Victoria, you, you have some uh, news for us on Universal Studios Florida and that new tribute store, which looks really cool. Tell us about it. Yes. So I got invited by Universal to uh, be one of the first to tour the new tribute store. So it is essentially movie themed and it's really a, it just, it's a great homage to several films that most of us have grown up with and attractions that were you know that were opening day attractions so one of the first rooms it's set up like a old school movie theater and the first room is et and every room in here is just amazingly detailed so like just for example when you walk into the et room if you see like a little light switch that has like old school hulk on the side it actually activates a little lamp on the table it's decorated like just a true 80s room, plenty of photo ops. Um, merch for E.T.'s 40th. Next room is Jaws. Um, the My guest who was with me actually told me there was a um, tribute to a skipper that passed um, oh. in, the, in the room. The pictures look really great. I mean, I'm all for them. You know, if they don't have the Back to the Future attraction anymore, it's still nice to to give a shout out to those movies because everybody loves them. But I I love this vibe that they're creating with the tribute stores every year. It's a it's a really clever. They're doing with merch what they are what all the parks are already doing with food and food festivals. Is they're mm-hmm. saying let's make merch a pop up and make it an attraction that people come back for. I think that is ridiculously smart. Isn't it weird how Universal's now has the best Disney stores? Like, <laughs> beautifully themed. Yeah. Oh, goodness. It's, it was really, like, just, I was just in awe of the details. Like, even in the Back to the Future room, there's actual props from the movie in there. Mm-hmm. I think it was, like, the Panthers or um, or something like that they had in there. Like, signed memorabilia from the cast. And they had, like, movie posters for, like, Armageddon and um american gangster and like even merch from hollywood um universal studios hollywood like they had like baseball towel merch and stuff cool. it was, it was really, really i was very impressed with it and i love cool. is the merch I, I mean and is there new merch released in these stores i know what the halloween ones there are like when they pop up it's new stuff that's only there limited time is it the same for this tribute store um for what i was told um there's some new things and a it's mostly new things, but a mix of old, too. Um, I know the E-Team room was full of new merch for the most part, just for the anniversary, but I didn't get a good look at um, Back to the Future. It didn't. It looked kind of sparse, to be honest. Yeah, my issue with Universal when it comes to this stuff, period, though, is, and I think 
it is only highlighted when you have a tribute store for these films is they don't have any ride specific merch. It's all very generalized movie merch. Mm -hmm. Uh, they did a couple of years ago, they did these, um, like old school nineties, uh, like glasses that had ET, uh, and back to the future and King Kong on them and stuff, uh, during their kind of retro line. And those were amazing. Cause they were like for the rides. Um, mm -hmm. and I think just look uh, Dave, I remember on Twitter, we were, I think we both saw some sort of, uh, I think it was a Tokyo toy or something of, of back to the future. Back to the future. Um, yeah. With the, with the, like not the DeLorean of, the movies, but the DeLorean that you get in the ride like, vehicle. Yeah. Yeah. And like, that's the kind of stuff I want to buy. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and I'm sure I get why they don't do specific, yeah. but at the same time, uh, it's a shame because it but feels I think like... there's, there's low hanging fruit that could do that. Like if they totally. sold light blue t-shirts that said Amity boat tours on it, just Easy. like the staff used to wear. Mm -hmm. Great. I'd buy that. If they like, I can't believe they've never done a camp shirt. That is the, uh, the doc Brown train pattern that the ride ops used to wear. Yeah. Like, why don't they sell that? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like they just generally lack in the merchandising department, but I really like the idea of the tribute store, but I had a quick question. Is it just like, are they just going to take it all down by the time mm -hmm. Halloween gets here? So yep. it's only here for like what? Two, three months. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh. that store space obviously is like they're they're making it the black box of retail that they can switch out and make make pop yeah. up and this mm -hmm. kind of keeps the halloween horror nights people busy when they're not doing set up for horror nights and stuff right. like the yeah. same cruise yeah um and and it's pretty cool i you know the one thought i had when it comes to this new merch we were talking about uh, ride merch just i got two words for you and that is botanicus funko like i want a botanicus oh funko. that would be good yeah, yeah sure it's easy give me that botanicus where's my botanicus <laughs> all righty moving on into universal hollywood uh victoria we have some news about nintendo world yes so for those who are theme park enthusiasts we already know there's a nintendo world in universal studios japan um, Universal Studios Hollywood announced that Nintendo World for their park will be opening sometime in early 2023. Originally, we just heard 2023, but looks like it could be any time between January and March. I've heard March for, like, yeah. you know, Mario Day, but that's just a rumor. It's not confirmed. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I, they, they released a, a new video that's, you know, it's it's stuff we've seen from the from the usj opening in yeah. terms of what the ride is but it's a little more polished and slick it's a little clearer about the it very much touts the, the ar as a feature um and and my big question i mean we know we're not getting the the yoshi ride the the, the slower moving ride um and we know it's smaller overall as a land what i'm hoping is that it has all the same interactivity in terms of the the, the wristband game and more importantly i i've seen no announcements whether or not they're doing the bowser jr challenge which is mm. the walkthrough attraction that you can only do if you've collected the keys from the interactive game yeah I, and I, so i don't know if they're doing that and doing the app i'm assuming they are because in in the video they're showing the wristbands and you tap it on the ride vehicle to get your get your your coins yeah but um i'll be very disappointed if they cut those because to me that's what makes that land really unique is is the um it's it's taking wand magic to the next le freaking level there's so yeah. much interactivity we'll see it's hollywood it's always so small 
and and I'd rather I'd rather have enough space to yeah. uh, make it livable than have a bunch of people running around to do some sort of uh, quest. So well, keep it, keep tricky. in mind that even the Japan park though it's, is yeah. on a very small plot. That's true. And, and it is a vertical master plan. It's like two, it's two or three levels of things. So it's yeah. very cleverly sort of stacked on top of itself. And I, it's like when you look down from the escalator to the construction site, it's hard to tell how much of that is there or how tall it goes. You know, we'll see. It's not yeah. not far. Um, maybe maybe uh, pass holder previews by end of year. Maybe for the holiday. Well, someone will have to give us a review then. I would say I a couple give, people. I will give. I will give you a full review. I want to put my mad. My, We'll put my Madman hat on, though, and I think they should release it in May so the campaign can be It's a May, Mario. But that's just... Ah. <laughs> I just think that's what it needs to be. Dad so. joke! It's a good one, though. It is. It's a good one. Don't good tell me joke. you wouldn't love a billboard that says It's a May. Um, I, I would love it. <laughs> I would love it. <laughs> we should commission would, it and get it up. I would love it. Yeah. It's a May, Mario. All right. Now we go to um, a new section. Uh, that I missed out on last week. I'm sorry, uh, but I love the name and I love this idea. It's called "Be Where Our Guest," and it is about bad guest behavior in the parks. And oh boy, haven't we all seen that? <laughs> It'd be nice if we never had to do this segment. That'd be better. No, but but yeah. it's my favorite. I mean, the first one in this proves that in every one of these segments, there's always going to be a Florida man or Florida woman yeah. style story. Yep. And there's and, always they're always drinking for some right. reason. This is this one's a good one though. Like a kid, like a like a. Um, they didn't say his age, did they? Um, um, I, think I think he's so. like uh, a child. That all they're saying is a child uh, uh, was alone at the T Rex Disney Springs restaurant, and mom was nowhere to be found, and so they called law enforcement and found that she had been sent to a nearby hospital because she was so inebriated. <sighs> Wow. At T Rex. So at T Rex, first of all, that's not cheap. Those drinks are no. really expensive. And they're not that good. And they're not guess. that good. So let's just say, first of all, props to that lady for having the fortitude to get plastered at T Rex. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm sure that does not happen a lot. Wait, wait. Before, though, bef- they found receipts in her fanny pack that ha- she had oh. gotten five double Grey Goose vodkas earlier in the day so like so she's been she's been getting lit she's been miss rosanna she's been having fun miss rosanna nancy mezzarina meza 42 of clearwater she has uh four names and took you know 10 drinks for each one of those names um (laughs) that uh that is of the most florida story i think we have tonight would you agree Uh, it feels like it this week yeah yeah (laughs) I mean, poor kid. I'm so glad that, you know, Disney as a place is, 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 uh, you know, employees are aware enough and saw that was happening and they've got the infrastructure to take care of that poor kid. My God. And poor lady, frankly, like, you know, she's obviously drinking for a reason and uh, hopefully she can address that reason for herself later. Yeah. Yeah. There's some messy stuff uh, when it comes to her own alcoholic issues, but I, you know, T-Rex does kind of put in mind, uh, I just watched Jurassic Park, and of course the the lawyer runs out of the car, and she goes, "He left us! He left us! He left us!" And that's <laughs> just what this reminded me of. Um, so 
I, I the, well, first time I walked into T-Rex shortly after it opens, we were taking clients to see stuff. And that was a comp we were looking at for some reason. I don't remember why, but somebody in the group, I forget who, I think it was one of my art directors said that T-Rex looks like if you crossed a natural history museum with a gay bar. <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong? No. No. no, you're not. It looks, I mean, it's all color and flash and yeah. Uh, and um, by the way, there is, if I, if I remember correctly, they are doing some sort of pride, like uh, merch or drink at T-Rex. So um, it's make just sure to get that a, Queens. It's, it's, it's going to be a giant T-Rex going, hey. hey. Um, oh, nothing would do my straight heart more than if I could just go with a bunch of my, my gay friends to T-Rex to get the pride drink. That's here happy pride woo all right so um <laughs> the next bit of the next bit of story we have here is this one can i be honest this one sounds super shady to me. okay i agree honest. i i agree this seems she like a says, plan it's yeah guest drops apple watch on uh uh on the seas with nemo and friends at epcot which is a slow moving ride uh jumps out to get it when the east stop and they can't find it because it fell underneath the track or whatever. Um, and then later says that she has $40,000 in fraudulent credit card charges. First of all, we also have to say it's the Hermes band, which is Ooh. a $1,300 Apple watch. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, and she claims, if, she, she claims. claims, she claims it was Hermes. I, as a, I've had an Apple watch since generation one, there is no setting to turn off the biometrics of the wallet, meaning it has to be on your wrist and unlocked. And if yes. it falls off your wrist, it locks. So unless somebody had the passcode, they would not be able to use the credit card. Yeah. I remember wanting to turn off. Uh, it was back when we were doing masks and they hadn't figured that out. And I just thought, forget it. I'll just turn off like, yeah. face ID for a while. And it was like, yeah. if you do, you can't use Apple wallet. And I yep. was like, well, uh, well, okay, I guess I keep it on. I mean, that's how, that's how staunch it is. That's why I agree yeah. with you. This feels really, uh, you gotta put the, I gotta see when these purchases were made. This feels but what are you shady. buying for 40 K at Epcot? That's the part uh, that I'm not understanding. That, right. Right. Yeah. yeah. No. So no. <laughs> I wish that person like went on a full tour and like got multiple VIP tours and then they went and stayed at the Grand Floridian and then they did all these different like booked, upscale things. Yeah. They booked a trip to uh, 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 to Galactic Star Cruiser. That's yeah. <laughs> multiple yeah. trips. They have to multiple put trips. Like, 10 just trips. Went to, uh, yeah. I went to Victoria Albert and said, I'll take everything. Right. Um. <laughs> and that's $500. So it's like, what are you spending? Like, I don't. That's a lot. Well, and then, and then, so, and then at the end of all that, they did not find or retrieve the watch, which just adds mm. a nail to this coffin of like, oh, girl, you are making this up. Yeah. Was there even a watch to begin with? I like or was it just some cheap watch? And she's kind of like, I'm going to get an Hermes Apple watch out of this by right? telling him it was one of those. And like, come on. <laughs> and yeah. you can get that Hermes like band on Amazon. Like they have yeah, a bunch the, of knockoffs. Like, so you get the, you get the knockoff. Why? Yeah. Why pay for that? Come on. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. All right. It would not and be then, the, it would not be the first person to try to exploit the, the Disney sort of system oh, no. uh, for their yeah. own. Uh, well, now all of this, all of this is alleged. I should just say, I feel very much in legal territory. Allegedly, oh, yeah. allegedly. we're saying <laughs> oh. all of this, like we have no proof of anything. This very might have happened. If she's right. litigious already, uh, <laughs> right. don't come suing us. 
Yeah. yeah. Well, this is uh, I don't know. I don't want I don't want to besmirch any other podcast. I don't want her going off for someone else. Um, <laughs> well, we but... did not divulge her name because they did not report it. So that's true. Go. That's so. true. So. And then our last bit of bad guest behavior, uh, a fight broke out at the first new Fantasmic uh, of the season since Fantasmic came back. And it was, you know, I mean, obviously the reasons for it are pretty clear. It was overcrowding. It was people waiting in anticipation for the show. Uh, uh, you know, emotions are high. There's a lot of, um, it's not easy to visit the parks anymore. So I'm sure people, I'm sure there's a lot more altercations in general or mm-hmm. just guests with hothead you know uh happening all the time um so you know it it uh a a fist fight literally on the rivers of america so there you go with multiple angles if you want to see oh yeah right it's it's all over it's all over tiktok and instagram stories you can find it everywhere um the thing that i I mean, whatever that is not news that's weather for me um and (laughs) come on fights at the theme park this news uh, only because fantastic was new is the only reason it's news mm-hmm. um my thing was the conversation that happened on, on mostly on twitter after it with f- people being called out for basically saying disneyland is turning ghetto just oof. like six flags and knots so being classist and racist in one fail swoop that is not okay to say and a lot of Disney fans were saying that, like, oh, well, and th- that shouldn't happen here at Disneyland. We don't have ghetto fans like Knots and Six Flags. I'm sorry. Oof to do. Is that a term we still use? Because I don't. It's unfortunate. I mean, I feel like when we have to always look back at, like, what kind of guests visit Disneyland. And there is, like, a lot of classism and a lot of, like you said, racism yeah. when it comes to, like, talking about the people who go to Six Flags or not. It's like, let's be very honest. Like, we had this conversation sure. beforehand yeah. and we, like, the demographics are very clear. It is yep. a lot of low-income people who visit Knott's or Six Flags. And that's just yep. because, like you said, they were budget parks. But to sit here and to like on your little mountain of privilege and be like, oh, well, that's that's ghetto. Like, who are you? Who are you? Right. Like, right. just because you have your little bedazzled Starbucks cup of like that you bought <laughs> off a of fucking Etsy, live, laugh, love, you know, like does not mean that you can sit here and talk about people being ghetto. Like, go I just off, Sarah, go <laughs> off. Because I that's living in Orange County. I have heard that word my entire fucking life. Like as like, like it just you're constantly hearing how this thing is ghetto. This thing is ghetto. Like the the smallest of things can be ghetto, and it's like you don't even talk about the history of that word and how that yeah. word is so rooted in racism. Yeah. Um. And I feel like also this goes back to how some of the fights that are started in Disneyland that we have seen recorded, similar to the one in Toontown um, a couple of years ago, that was a black family that and it was a family altercation. Um, And immediately those words started getting thrown out about how, oh, look, look what happens when we let certain people into the parks. And it's Uh. like, who are those certain people, ma'am? Who are those certain people, McKaylin? Okay, like we know who you're talking about. You know what I mean? So I just feel like drag them, Sarah. Drag them. There's just so there's just that very specific type of Disney fan. The poison on your tongue when you say a white woman's name is impressive. I'll give you that. It's very good. Perfect. No notes. Yeah, but 
just there's that fan that I just that I can clearly pinpoint in my head. I yeah. know what she looks like. The balayage, the the peach toned uh, Instagram. Like you just know what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. Right. Like, you know, that girl. Yes. And I just I can't help but just imagine that's who it is behind the screen that is writing the word ghetto. Um, but I, let me just say this. Knots and Six Flags, like we've talked about before this show, are getting a lot better. They yeah. look a lot nicer. Yeah. And frankly, I just feel like it is very racist to be calling things ghetto. That's yes. just that. It is. It is. Unless and your name I'm is like... Elvis Presley, you can't use the word ghetto. Yeah, I mean, and and like, sure, knots and six flags are marketed towards a lower income audience. That's mm-hmm. not a that's not a value judgment. That's a fact. Yeah. But they're also marketed to everybody. It's just True. more accessible to a lower income audience and to sort of put them in this category of the undesirables is in addition to being racist, it's horribly classist. Like, yeah. yeah. It's just ugh. anyway, I saw a lot of really nice, lovely uh, Disney fans and di- other Disney podcasts and blogs sort of coming out toe to toe with these people and going, that's not OK. That's not a word you use anymore. And giving them the education of that. So that was nice to see. I'm so glad that's happening because I feel like that is the type of um, racism and classism that's like under the radar. It's very insidious. Yeah. Um, so it's nice to see that people are actually coming out and speaking about these things and the ones who are who have already been having these conversations aren't made to feel like they're looking too deep into it. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah so that's pretty cool. Yeah. But if you go to fun spot, you're a peasant, just so we're clear. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. But come on. That has that little wooden coaster is one of my favorite wooden coasters in the country. Well, it's the only one in Orlando. I've been told it's, by every. It's every... really good. It's uh. surprisingly good for a tiny little wooden coaster. It's really. I wrote it like eight times in a row once. It was so good. I yeah. I mean, I usually get. Did you say the owner was racist? Yeah, owners like oh. super. Not he... all the owners oh, racist. Let's boy, just be boy, honest. Boy. Uh, allegedly. allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Well, we gotta stop uh, saying did, that now. <laughs> they did. They did uh, name one of their coasters the, the suspended one, like the Freedom Flyer or something like. Oh, that. he's. Uh, there was one place you could go where you ha- there was there has never, if I remember correctly, a COVID policy, and that was Fun Spot. Fun Spot, yeah. Fun Spot was yeah. like, Sheesh. y'all get over here. <laughs> get get over here. <laughs> get over here and touch my Fun Spot. Come on. <laughs> That's the title of the episode right there. <laughs> That's going to be the title. I'm calling oh. it. Um, oh, my God. And then uh, for our last segment, this I love this idea as a segment, by the way, Nathan. I'm excited for this one now and in the future. Uh, we're calling it One Little Spark. And the idea is if any of us have an idea for how to refurbish something in the parks, pitch it. So, Nathan, pitch us your idea, which I absolutely freaking love. Oh, thank you. Okay, so we, uh, of course, recently the Bob's Burgers movie has come out. Uh, Bob's Burgers is in its, I think, eighth season, maybe more. I'm having trouble remembering. I've seen. I think the... it's the twelfth. No. Are you serious? Wow. Yeah, twelve. Um, it's uh, of course I've seen every episode. I love Bob's Burgers. I think Bob's Burgers has become a staple. Um, it's it's beloved, and of course Disney owns Bob's Burgers now. But they have not done really anything besides put it out. I imagine once certain contracts are up, 
Uh, we'll see Bob's Burgers hit Disney Plus. Uh, the film will go to Disney Plus. That's my guess, anyway. Um, it doesn't really feel like Hulu fodder. That's if Simpsons can be on Disney Plus. There's no reason Bob's Burgers can't. Um, and there's no representation, of course, in the parks yet. And I, one thought I had, uh, you know, was uh, we we currently have. If you go to Hollywood Studios, we have Grand Avenue. Grand Avenue is uh, basically the um, uh, baseline tap house, and then a a facade that's sort of nicely themed um uh, and it's like four buildings i think maybe three three or four buildings um and then of course that is across uh from muppets i still call it muppets courtyard because i'm not going to call that the grand avenue theater forget that so that's muppets courtyard and then of course you can enter galaxy's edge and my idea is that you take the facade and you make it look exactly like the facade in Bob's Burgers, because, of course, every intro of Bob's Burgers has the Bob's Burgers in the center, and then you have the funeral home on the left, and then you have a rotating uh, different – there's always somebody going in and out of the one on the right. Um, and so uh, we use that to make a little joke. We call it uh, Black uh, black Tire Outpost uh, Discount <laughs> Tires. And then Tap yeah. House, you put a sign on Bob's Burgers uh, door that says – uh, close for the day at the whatever um, fish odor food festival yeah. or whatever yeah. you want to do. Um, and then that way over at Tap House, you can retheme that to some sort of Bob's Burgers-esque thing, sell sliders and sides and, and the, the booze the same way it's always been. Um, you don't have to really change the Tap House menu at all if you don't want to. Um, yeah. But you could do burgers of the day. Or burgers are probably more like burger of the month, but you could do something like that, and then that way it's really just a retheme of an area um, that literally currently has no theme. It's not themed yeah. to anything. So mm-hmm. um, I'm generally not one that's like, let's take a thing and throw an IP on it. But no one likes Grand Avenue. Like, there's nothing besides Tap House. I'm saying people really. There are some. I mentioned this on Twitter, and there are some people who are like, well, you can't take. What are you going to do the Tap House? Um, <laughs> Baseline doesn't change necessarily food wise, but you know, beyond that, like that facade isn't something that attracts people for photos or anything. It's, it's very beautiful, but it's pretty simple. So Mm -hmm. use, you know, utilize it, do something fun with it. Um, and it, you don't have to make a big ride or anything. You can just have this nice, um, spot for good photos and you can put out a, uh, you know, a, uh, uh, was it the, the in the intro the bug van you can put that yeah. out there if you want um it's real simple and then you yeah. have the tap house so i think it would be a great way of uh, utilizing bob's burgers and it's not something that if for some reason the wave dies and the show's gone and people are like i don't remember that it's an easy enough rechange yeah. that it's not a big deal but i think it would yeah. mean a lot to people currently does it does that mean that pizza rizzo is uh J- jimmy pesto so this then? is a great my Ooh. first initial idea was that mama melrose would be would be Jimmy Pesto's. Jimmy Pesto's, yeah. Um, and that would theoretically still work, but it's on the other side. Yeah. Um, I would rather – my well, – this is outside of the realm, but my thing with that whole area is it still needs to be Muppets Courtyard 100%. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. that Mama Melrose should be um, – uh, Swedish Chef's Italian Restaurant, which is a hilarious yeah. name right. for a restaurant. Um, so just just – finish it up like that should just be muppets area and stop trying to like utilize it and be like this theater can be anything it's not it's muppets <laughs> making muppets um so then you have a muppets land and you have a little bob's burgers land and then i don't know what the hell you're still going to do with star tours over there um but add muppets to it add muppets add, to it add muppets <laughs> to it or make that futurama like we talked about before um but uh you know at least that way 
instead of this sort of murky kind of like whatever there's something kind of connected um yeah. currently i think you can get into baseline from it's connected or it uses the same kitchen as the the sci-fi dine-in don't have to change sci-fi leave sci-fi alone it's on the other side anyway um but yeah so i think that's that's my idea and now i can't get it out of my head so i like it um, now it's in your head i love it i love it i was thinking that like the whole wharf idea like it would have been cool had it been instead of pixar pier it could have been like the um wonder wharf yeah like the entire area yeah that would have been kind of cool yeah it would be great yeah, yeah the, the all coaster. right because <laughs> we have boardwalk because we have boardwalk pizza, pizza and pasta and that could have been um jimmy pesto's mm-hmm. yeah. oh, that's what that's completely. what kind of for me oh so, yeah that would that'd be that would have been and great. the coast and then incredicoaster could have changed to the coaster that they always ride at wonder wharf yep so Hire yeah. me and Nathan. It, <laughs> we got both sides of the coast figured out already. If, right? If, there you go. If, if you guys, and by, by the way, if you guys have never heard um, uh, John Roberts, who plays Linda Belcher yes. in the show, yeah. um, if you've never seen on YouTube, he used to do these comedy shorts on his own. It's how he got the job. Um, kind of dressed as his mom in a wig and big sunglasses <laughs> like she's from Long Island. And the one to start with is called Look at the Tree. And it's like, it's lit. It's basically the Linda Belcher voice. And she put, she's putting up a Christmas tree and commenting on it and then taking it down at the end of the season. It is one of the funniest internet videos I've ever seen. And I watch it every Christmas and it just makes me cry laughing. Oh, so that's so great. Go seek, go seek that out. Oh, I love it. Um, for sure. So uh, one last little, uh, little tidbit for y'all. I'm going to, I'm going to drop a little, a little, little sneak peek for everybody on, on here on the old podcast. Um, people have been wondering what I've been up to because uh COVID and all and a pivot in careers. I've been working for a company called Animal Repair Shop. You can look it up, animalrepairshop.com. It is a mixed reality studio um, that is started by a former Imagineer and uh, a bunch of people who, who did a lot of ARGs, alternate reality games. Like they did the big marketing ones for the Dark Knight and Flint and uh, 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 Tron Legacy and, and those big, uh, you know, millions of players around the world and then pop-ups at Comic-Con. So they did this gamified social storytelling uh, people and me from theme parks and a former Imagineer is what this company is. And we've been brewing up this new thing that by the time this goes live, uh, this episode is released, you will be able to check out online. The site is called infinite rabbit holes, plural infinite rabbit holes.com. And it is a mixed reality adventure that you'll be able to experience at home with your family and friends through the magic of mobile AR. It is called the Ar- The first one out the gate is called the Arkham Asylum Files. It is licensed from DC and features Harley Quinn and various unsundry Batman villains. Um, it's hard to describe what it is. There's a, you, the, the site will direct you to a Kickstarter because we're actually kickstarting the first one. Um, and uh, we unfortunately had to be lumped into the tabletop games it's not really that it's uh it has components of that but it also has components of an escape room and it's components of uh, a mobile ar game it has a, a story that lasts about six hours so um i am so excited about it because it literally is a team of people who used to do things in locations saying during covid saying hey people are really loving and by necessity but now even after loving being at home i mean we're all used to your house being not only a safe space, but also like a viable option now that we're streaming first run movies, et cetera, et cetera. 
So how do we take what we know about immersion and immersive storytelling and bring that home? So it's, it's kind of a theme park attraction in your living room, kind of, sort of. Um, there will be a video on the site and on the, on the Kickstarter. And again, check out infiniterabbitholes.com for more info. I hope y'all love it and get it because I am stupid excited about it <laughs> and, uh, and have had my grubby little fingers with an, a very, very talented team all over it for the last two years. This looks awesome. Yeah. Like it looks <laughs> so cool. <laughs> I like, let me just pledge right now because this looks amazing. Like, oh my God. Yeah. Watch, yeah, watch the video. It's, it's a lot of fun. Um, if this is what you could do, what the hell was I doing? Like, oh my gosh, like that's crazy. <laughs> well, and, and uh, it, it's it's the big the big idea uh, of this studio is that augmented reality AR is on two million mobile phones right now, mm-hmm. Android and iPhone, and it's underused, right? It's in Pokemon Go, everybody turns it off because it, a it drains your battery, b it doesn't really add to the game very much. And and otherwise, what do people know of AR? Oh, uh, you know, face filters on the on the photo apps to give me a funny mustache or point point your camera at a beer label and watch it come to life. Like it's so underused. And so what we have decided to do is take AR that is in everybody's pocket right now that is insanely powerful and elevate it to the storytelling platform that it deserves to be. Well, I'm excited. I'll tell you that. That's cool. That's jaw dropping sickening love Yay. it <laughs> i think you're gonna love it you're gonna love it i'm i'm so i'm like vibrating with pride it is so much fun <laughs> we were in the middle of play testing and and watching people's reactions is mwah, it's just great i can't wait for you to see it that's so awesome so that's uh that's my own little uh little push here on our little puppet show thank you for listening to my sales pitch <laughs> uh, i mean you Rat sold Castle. me so yeah you're sold we're i'm great. sold excellent <laughs> Excellent. Buy all three. You can buy all three in the in the series ahead of time if you want. Anyway, no, 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 no more sales. No, no more tap dancing, Dave. Turn off your turn off uh, use use car salesman mode. Uh, let's wrap this stuff up. Radcastle is produced by Mr. Nathan Hartman. Please consider subscribing so you don't miss an episode and tell your friends on any of your favorite podcasting platforms. You can check out our website and learn more about all of us at ratcastlepodcast.com podbean p-o-d-b-e-a-n.com uh you can also go and send us questions and see all of our links at bit.ly slash rat castle uh and send us a question send us a mailbag yes, uh, we'll we'll read it on the air um tell us you love us tell us you hate us slap us in the face whatever you want to do uh we yes, are daddy. here for you yes daddy thank you very much yeah. zaddy. yes as the kids are saying today. Uh, So thank you all for listening. We love talking to each other. We love talking to you. Uh, Thank you for being a rat bastard. Now grab your belongings and please exit the ride vehicle to your left into the gift shop and have a lovely day. Will you stop this foolishness? What foolishness would you like to see? Will you get out of here? (laughs)